The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bill Schuffenhauer is a bobsledder who's competed in three Winter Olympics, winning the silver medal in the four-man event at Salt Lake City in 2002. And he's on the line with us here. How are you today? I'm doing great, Toby. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Now, you grew up as this kind of street kid, didn't you? So did it ever cross your mind that you would one day be competing in the Winter Olympics? You know, um, early on childhood, uh, I didn't. Um, you know, the only thing that I, that, I, that I experienced, obviously, as a youth up until about seventh grade was, you know, drug life, homelessness, gangs, um, foster care, uh, yeah. you know, in trouble with the law. My parents always in trouble. And, um, you know, imagine the worst. And that's kind of what I experienced. So I didn't really have that vision at first um, until I moved away from the city and had an experience that there was something different out there for me. And um, once I realized that after a long process and thoughts, you know, I, I just realized that I, I had the, the ability and the opportunity to, quote unquote, change my stars and not have to continue to be this troubled youth that uh, everyone expected to never make it until I was 16. So so how did you end up becoming a bobsledder? Because as you see, it was probably something that never crossed your mind. Yeah. So I, I originally what got me out of that that bad childhood life is that, um, you know, in in uh, seventh grade, when I moved away to a more uh, a quieter, peaceful town where they didn't have a lot of uh, uh, violence and, 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 you know, crime and so on. Um, I took notice of some kids that were outside and they were they were running track. They were at track and field athletics practice. And I thought to myself, gosh, I'm really good at running from cops and jumping fences. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and maybe this is a good fit for me. So so I looked into um, getting involved with track and field and I fell in love with it. And, you know, I was I was naturally good at athletics in, in you know, the hundred meter, the long jump, the discus, you know, everything. And you know the camaraderie that I felt from that was just amazing, and so so I continued on that path, and and you know from early on I was as one of the top rated athletes in, in athletics worldwide, and my goal was always to make it to the 2000 Sydney Olympics in athletics. And that year, I was ranked top four in the world. And before Olympic trials, I ended up getting an injury that took me out of um, competition. So my my goals and dreams of making the Olympics in Sydney were were shattered by an injury. And uh, I was approached by someone else that knew a guy who was a bobsled driver. And of course, they you know they said, "Hey, why don't you try to do bobsled? It's a it's a great sport for people who are involved with athletics and American football." And, and strong and fast. And of course, I had no idea what the sport of bobsleigh was at the time. And so they, they, they showed me the movie Cool Runnings, the Jamaican 
Bobsled <laughs> movie. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And they said, well, you need to take a look at this other video of Team USA competing over in St. Moritz, Switzerland. And when I saw that, I was like, I have to do this. And so with a year and three months before the Salt Lake City Winter Olympic Games, we just said, hey, you know what? What is the possibility that we could actually transition from one sport into a completely different sport and make the Olympic team with only a year and three months to go? You know, what what, what is the possibility? Mm. And, you know, between my coaches and my family and my support system, we said, you know what? We have absolutely nothing to lose. And what if we did make it? We could literally write this life story of this kid who came from the streets in Salt Lake City to make the Olympic team in Salt Lake City. And so we just took all the passion and the drive and the thought process we had to make it the Olympic team in 2000 in athletics and swung it over into the bobsled world. And just immediately, because I, I com completely committed to learning and doing whatever it took to make that Olympic team, you know, a year and three months later, I, I find myself on the 2002 Winter Olympic team and then go on to make the Olympic team and win the first Olympic medal for Team USA in 46 years. Oh, and when you first competed in bobsleighing, was it quite scary? Because they always have a speedometer and they show you on the telly how fast you're going. And it's incredible how fast you can go when you don't have any kind of real power. Yeah, it was... So it was pretty surprising because what had happened is I, you know, the 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 entire world was already here in Salt Lake practicing on this track. And so I was going up there for probably three to four months straight, driving an hour each way just to watch the athletes and just to watch the coaches and watch the bobsled. And one day one of the one of the team drivers was like, Hey, you ready to go down? And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like, oh, you know, kind of shaking in my in my shoes. And my first race, and I didn't even know it at the time, they threw me into a World Cup team trial race in the four-band bobsled. So the first time I went down was in an international race doing 90 miles per hour. And I just recall that first ride and just being absolutely nervous. But then when I got into the sled and got secured with the other three guys, the, the speed and the g-forces was just overwhelmingly unbelievable and you don't really you'll never get to experience what that's like until you actually go down especially in a four-man bobsled when you're hitting you know 90 plus miles per hour and hitting six plus g-forces of pressure and you're doing it in spandex in the middle of winter <laughs> <laughs> So it was it was very um, eye opening, but I I remember just getting done, and you know I helped that team finish better than they ever have at that competition, and I was just like, wow, I I it was literally an addiction from there on out. I was like, I have to have more of this, and I got to do more of this, and so that just further drove my desire to make that team and, and potentially have the hopes of making the Olympic team in two thousand and two. Does it take a lot of practice because when you're watching it on the telly you've got the person who's kind of pushing it along and then jumps on it 
at the last second, that yeah. must take a lot of practice to get right. Because as a viewer, I'm kind of terrified. Like, is it going to make it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It's you know, it's funny because I'll look at it. You know, I'll watch bobsleigh on TV, and and it you know, to me, I'm like, oh, it looks really simple. But the reality is, you know, prior to any bobsled season, you have guys that are working with different drivers just just on the start, not even the rest of the run. We're just working on the start. And so yeah. back when back when I was competing, I spent probably about four to five months um, prior to the winter season with the rest of the team up in Calgary, Canada, because they had an indoor start house. So you could actually put the bobsleigh on ice and practice starts and it goes down the hill and goes up a hill and comes right back. And, you know, it is when. <laughs> I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When we start the first of the season, it is like a, it is just a crap show. I mean, trying to get four guys that are, you know, 90 plus kilos each into this tiny little bobsled. It's kind of like watching a bunch of clowns jump in a car. (laughs) 
um, it is a mess, but you just continue to practice and practice and practice, um, you know, and, until you try to get to as close to perfection as you can. And, you know, I, I always have a saying that, you know, practice makes perfect, but you don't need to be perfect to win. And, and that's what you strive for, right? To just be as good as you possibly can be. Um, and, but it is, it's, you know, at the first of the season, you got guys falling off the sled, guys not, not even making it into the sled. And, and it's, it gets pretty crazy, but, um, you know, and then of course you got the, the bobsled shoes that have, you know, 600 needle point spikes on it. So you got teammates that are jumping into the sled and actually hitting you in the back with their shoes and tearing your skin up. And, but, uh, you know, you eventually work it all out with the right team and, uh, you know, do, do what you can to, to, to be the best. Have you ever had any injuries along the way? Is that something that can happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, again, you've got four guys that are at the pinnacle of their athleticism, right? And they're, you know, you're talking about guys that, that are my size that are six, six foot tall, 90 plus kilos, can can squat 600 pounds, you know, 40 inch vertical leap, bench over 400 plus pounds that are pushing this bobsled that, that weighs a lot. You know, it's it's heavy. So you get general injuries of just sprinting and doing that stuff, but you also have the injuries if that bobsled crashes. And um, I've had a few crashes over the years. The, the, the worst crash that I had ever experienced happened to be in um, Germany. Um, and we were, we were midway in the track doing 90 miles per hour and literally just missed the line and, and smacked into a wall. And it literally destroyed the entire sled knocked my driver completely unconscious split his head open and and mind wow. you he has a motorcycle helmet on but it still split his head open knocked him out um i ended up tearing all the cartilage that goes from my ribs up into my sternum um and then of course you have you know the ice burns because again you are doing 85 90 miles per hour so you know putting your skin on ice for that long literally could just tear not only your skin but your muscles and bones completely off so you got to try and put your helmet on the ice as much as possible to save your skin if you will um yeah. but yeah that was that was literally one of the worst bobsled crashes in all of international bobsled history and, and it was pretty brutal yeah now what i really want to know is where do you keep your medals both for the olympics and for the world championships my fiance and I, we live in a, uh, a, a pretty good sized three story townhome we, we own. And I, I'm very different than probably a lot of athletes. I don't have a lot of like my awards and my medals out, but um, <laughs> we have like this little, uh, this really nice um, cabinet when you first walk into our home that has like my Olympic medal and some of my, a few of my other medals and like my uh, Olympic uh, bobsleigh uh, helmets uh, with the, 2002 Winter Olympic torch. Um, so I have them out, but they're not like framed where, you know, you walk into one room and it's all this stuff. Um, but they're sitting out. I know some athletes like put theirs away in the drawer and you never see them, but I worked hard for that. So I, I keep it out and it reminds me to uh, stay on my toes every day before I go to work. Since becoming a bobslayer, you have also started up coaching your own people, haven't you? Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't coach 
specifically in sport, um, yeah. if you will. But but I do work with um, like uh, next week. I'm meeting with a guy who plays for the American football team, the Chicago Bears. Mm. Um, so I'll work with him. But I work with 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 him on a whole bunch of different things, from his mindset to his training to making sure that he he's got his money going where it's supposed to be and it's not getting blown. Uh, to helping him know how to speak in front of the media and then i do the same thing with like other executives um you know just helping them on on their business practices and and just helping them be their very very best you know and um i i i got into that just because you know that's what that's what helped me get to where i was and i really enjoy helping other people out and so um i got into coaching where i kind of coach what i consider a 360 degrees of life for each person or group that i work with and what else is coming up for you I mean, this is a bit of a flippant question, but are we going to see you at the next Winter Olympics? You won't see me competing there. Um, you know, I'll definitely probably try and, and go and just um, watch and all that stuff. Um, but for the most part, in, in, in regards to sport, what's coming up for me is I'm I'm the president of the Olympic and Paralympic Association here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, uh, so there's a president in each state here, but um, I work with the organ organization here and there to bring the winter olympics back to salt lake city so that's what i'm uh, kind of working on as far as that goes um olympics wise well where are we able to keep up to date with you and find out everything we need to find out about you and about your coaching services i I'm actually have launched a new website it's actually launched while i still work on it but uh people can check me out on the olympianspeaks.com um or just even on my facebook page um you know facebook.com slash bill the olympian um um, and I respond to everyone. Sometimes it might take me a little bit longer than than some than most, but um, I reply to everyone that reaches out to me and and uh, chat with them or you know do what we can. And, and you know if it's somebody who's looking for uh, coaching, I I actually coach clients all around the world. In fact, before you and I jumped on here, I was uh, working with a uh, an executive in 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 Budapest, Hungary. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's being great to have you on. Thanks, Toby. I really appreciate you and to all of your listeners. Um, thanks for listening. And if, uh, if you have any questions, reach out and uh, keep doing you can what you can day in and day out to be your very best. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribben Show.